This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 192. Hey there, Vegeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious for sharing tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am your host, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're going to be talking about sorghum, which is an ancient grain that is gaining a lot of popularity these days for a number of reasons. And one of those reasons is it's gluten-free. Right. And if you recall, back a couple of episodes ago, we had a uh, trends, uh, 2017 food trends episode. And this is one of the things that we mentioned and kind of teased that we'd be doing a whole episode on it. So here it is. And I knew nothing about this prior to us doing an episode on it. So I didn't this either. Is a, again, a good reason why we do this podcast is to uh, teach ourselves too, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But before we get into that, we have dun, da, 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 dun, da, da, a new rating. Awesome. So we haven't had one of these in a little while. So this is always amazing. And uh, this uh, rating comes from Jenny Taisho. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Mm -hmm. And we should say this is on iTunes. iTunes, iTunes yeah. rating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Jenny says, uh, easy to binge is the, the review title. Uh, she says, you don't have to be vegetarian to enjoy this podcast. The hosts are very likable and engaging, and they share with you the many things they have learned in their journey to learn more about food, vegetarianism, and just healthier living overall. It's practical, helpful advice that they have learned at times through trial and error, and that they are now happy to share with us. I appreciate this podcast and the sense of community it builds with the listeners. I suggest scrolling through the list of episodes to find a topic that piques your interest and start there. I guarantee you won't stop at just one. That's awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave us that rating, Jenny. Yeah. We really appreciate it, especially right now. We're early in the year, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of new podcasts that probably launched at the beginning of the year. So so it's really competitive right now. And whenever folks leave us a rating, that helps iTunes know that, hey, people are listening to this. So it bumps us up in the search engine, their, that little, <clears throat> their search engine. Right, right. And, you know, I uh, Jenny's review was just confirmation for me or just let me know that we have officially reached Lay's potato, potato chip status <laughs> you can't have just one so that's awesome that's Thank pretty you. awesome and you know what else is awesome we're <laughs> rounding we're very close now the countdown is on to 200 episodes that is crazy it is i can still remember sitting on the couch talking about just starting this podcast so i know it's really cool really I cool know, that we're so. getting and and thank you all who have been following us for a while of course if you're new too we welcome you uh you know but we've we do this weekly. We've only missed one mm -hmm. uh, episode in yeah. uh, 200 that we've released weekly. And um, that's because Larissa just literally could not talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she had a yeah, virus or something. Fun so, times. But we really enjoy this. And, and as Jenny said, a lot of this comes from us just learning mm -hmm. um, and sharing what we learn. Yeah. Okay. So before we jump into uh, talking all about sorghum, uh, I did want to mention one more thing, and you had mentioned uh, just a minute ago about how 
well, there's a lot of new podcasts out there, you know, at the start of the new year. But we've also been seeing a lot of new listeners, um, pro- and probably tied into the new year and, you know, um, changing your eating habits, which is great. Um, but I, I always think it's, it's so great to hear from those brand new listeners, whether it's through a review on iTunes or through Facebook. And we've been getting quite a few messages to our actual Facebook page recently. I don't know if you've I've noticed, noticed that. I know yeah. you've, you've responded to some and but I don't know if you've seen the extent of them. But um, there was one yesterday and I can't remember who it was, uh, who said this, but she, uh, she requested to join the Peas and Carrot Society. But then she left us a, a message on the page saying that um, she's new to listening to the podcast, but that she got sucked in because of the episode where we kept repeating the word aquafaba. <laughs> Like, all right, we're we're hooking people with weird words. So, yeah, we gotta we gotta do some more of that aquafaba. And since you brought it up, uh, the peas and carrots society, Larissa had just mentioned, is our private Facebook group. Closed, Ah, closed, closed. closed. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's private. You can't find it in the directory. But if you search uh, for, if you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen, you'll be taken to a page uh, that will ask that you request to join. And uh, this is, as Larissa said, a closed Facebook group, which means that when you post things to this group, it doesn't show up in your feed. And we really created this more as a a safe space for people who are vegetarian, vegan, or again, if you are just simply veg curious and looking to reduce the amount of, of meat that you eat, that you have a safe place here to... Uh, ask questions and to share recipes, share pictures of your furry little critters, all sorts of things. It's a really awesome group of people, almost a thousand people now. And um, what it isn't is is not a bully zone. We don't tolerate any sort of bullying. Any You will not find anyone pestering you about giving up meat or anything like that. It's a real chill vibe. And um, if you are interested, hit us up. Right. And, you know, we don't we don't permit um, posting images of, you know, animals at slaughterhouses or anything like that. Um, You know, that's that's something that's very if you want to look at that, that's something that you should do. It's better to do, you know, solicit it, not just have it. Yeah, we try to we try. And it's not that we don't acknowledge that's there. In fact, that's a big reason why we became vegetarians. What it is, though, is we try to create a very positive Mm -hmm. and focus on the positive side of being a vegetarian, vegan, or or simply reducing uh, meat intake. So that's what that's all about. So if you're interested, head out there and check us out. Right. We're eight. As we record this, uh, we are eight people away from hitting a thousand oh, members you could be one of those eight <laughs> come on out oh and if you well, could I have be a, the I have, a feel- wow. I have a feeling by the time this actually comes out because we're recording a week ahead that we'll probably be over that but, wow um, yeah. that's awesome yeah okay then let's go ahead and, and get into the main topic sorghum sorghum the new aquafaba <laughs> All right. So sorghum is the fifth most important cereal crop in the world. It's naturally drought tolerant and it's very versatile. Um, Here we use it a lot for livestock, but it is food also for humans. And interesting in our research, we found that it is being used as fuel also. Right. Yeah. As an alternative to uh, using corn for ethanol fuel. Um, 
sorghum has is starting to become more popular for that. And one of the reasons for that is that it, because it's naturally drought tolerant, it's a better option, um, as opposed to corn, which requires more water and which causes all kinds of, you know, other problems. What's cool about sorghum too, and this is so interesting. This is why I love what we do here at the podcast, because you just, it's very educational. Right. It was first collected in Africa, 8,000 years ago. Right. That's crazy. Right. So it's one of those ancient grains. You know, you hear about like quinoa and amaranth and things like that. So this is another one of those ancient grains. And that's going to be a buzzword this year for, um, you know, veg food sources is the uh, ancient grains. Yeah. The kind of uh, hip things to look out for. Right. Um, (laughs) There's always trends. Right. Exactly. So today, uh, varieties of sorghum are grown in uh, India, in Micronesia, in North America, and in Latin America. And as far as what what this looks like, it's now I I had looked at some pictures, of course, when I was reading articles on this. um, But they're small. When you say kernels, you're not talking about like a big corn kernel they're kind of small round almost more like barley okay um kernels like that um and they're different colors and they're of course you know there are different varieties like any vegetable or fruit there are different varieties but uh the kernels can vary in color from like white or pale yellow all the way to um deep red or purple or brown and then of of those the most common are the white, bronze, and brown kernels. All right, so let's talk about some of the nutritional benefits. Um, First of all, sorghum is an excellent source of fiber. It's protein-rich. It's an excellent source of magnesium and phosphorus, which helps build strong bones. Mm -hmm. Bones, bones. (laughs) (laughs) Aquafaba. Aquafaba. (laughs) It is a good source of iron, and it's also a good source of B vitamins, like niacin and B6, which help your body convert food into energy. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And, you know, I used to eat those little Good Eats oatmeal packages. I don't think it had sorghum in it, but I know it had some grains. Right, and I like know amaranth had, right. was one of them. I, right after I ate that, I would feel this burst of energy. Hmm. Probably kind of the same, the right. same thing. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So uh, now also some varieties of uh, sorghum also are high in antioxidants. And so... This is this is good because, you know, when whenever you see these new food trends come up and it's like new and it's different and nobody's ever heard of it, you know, you you're going to see it kind of um, in conjunction with all these health benefits, like reduces your chance of cancer and um, things like that and, and heart disease and makes your heart healthy and all these things. So when you see that, and I saw that in the research that I was doing, I, I saw that, you know, uh, sorghum is, is a cancer preventative and all the, these things like this. And that would be why uh, they're talking about the antioxidants that are in oh, this, okay. just like with blueberries and all the antioxidants and blueberries and different things like that. So when you see that, uh, that's what they're talking about. And what from what I was reading, different varieties have different amounts of antioxidants. So if that's something that you're really into, kind of do a little reading and find out, you know, what's the best for for what you're looking for nutrition wise. All right, sorghum can also be substituted for wheat flour in many foods and baked goods such as pastries, bread, pie crust and pasta. Mm-hmm, right. And so the reason that that's important is I think and I think you mentioned this at the very beginning is because it's gluten free. 
right? That's right. And today, I mean, in the past, nobody really made a big deal about that, right? But today, with all of the the people uh, having intolerance to gluten and wanting to avoid it for other reasons, that's that's a lot more important to consumers. Yeah, and here's another benefit for particularly for you since you have diabetes is that it is a low glycemic index. It's lower than uh, white. With, I'm sorry, lower than wheat flour. Right. So it digests more slowly and then keeps you fuller longer also. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I think that, and this is true for not just for sorghum, but for some of the other ancient grains as well. And that kind of ties back into that cereal that you were eating again uh, all the time. And you said that it gave you that burst of energy. Mm-hmm. But I remember that it also made you feel full yep a lot longer and rarely do i just eat something like a little bowl of oatmeal like that for breakfast and feel full Mm -hmm. right right all right so let's talk about some ways that you can use sorghum all right so do a search for sorghum recipes and you'll find a lot Mm -hmm. of there and actually surprisingly and actually there's also a simplysorghum.com Right. For that, that yeah, <laughs> that's it. And I went on this website and I was like, okay, it's going to be like a little um, history of sorghum and then like 10 recipes. Oh, no, this is a big website. <laughs> so I'll put the link in the show notes. All but things sorghum. It, it really is. I mean, the, it's... It's a really big, comprehensive website, lots of different recipes from all different categories, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, entrees, brunches, whatever, everything is there, desserts. Um, There's some really good brownies there, by the way. Uh, But um, so that's a good place to start looking. But then you can also substitute sorghum in your existing recipes. So you don't have to like completely start, you know, rebuilding your recipe um, database. It may take some experimentation, you know, but just with like with anything, like if you're substituting wheat flour instead of uh, all uh, all purpose flour, you have to kind of experiment until you get the right balance. Mm -hmm. The same is true with, with sorghum or with any other gluten free, um, baking options, right? That's right. So you want to start with recipes that use relatively small amounts of wheat flour to begin with. So things like brownies or pancakes, where there's not like, it's not calling for four cups of flour, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then kind of start substituting out maybe a little at a time, maybe half or maybe less than half and just see how your consistency is, see the taste and, and um, then go from there. That's a good idea to do it kind of a little bit of a time mm-hmm. at a time. Right. I yeah. Can totally see that going wrong. Right. <laughs> um, As Jenny was saying in her review, you know, error that I could right. see, I could totally see us having a sorghum error. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I've had lots of errors. I remember one time I made chocolate chip cookies and I only put in half the flour. <laughs> Do you remember that? Didn't they crumble? Was, no. <laughs> there was some that it one was time you, they just like get... fell apart. Yeah, that was them. a different. I, I, <laughs> that was I a different error. I never did figure out what that was. <laughs> But no, one time I, um, I only for, I, I, I must've been talking and I've done this before. I'm like running my mouth and, you know, uh, measuring flour you? at the same time. Ah, no. uh, hush. You're so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but I only put half the flour and I opened the, the oven to check on them. And it was just like this one big lake of, <laughs> of cookie dough mess <laughs> on the cookie sheet. I was like, uh. all right. So yeah, measure carefully. <laughs> 
All right. Well, another thing um, when you're baking with sorghum flour is that because it doesn't contain gluten, you might need to add like um, a binder of some kind like xanthan gum flour or cornstarch um, to kind of give your your baked goods a little elasticity. Mm-hmm. And of course, it depends on what you're making. Um, but check the recipe. And you might also kind of go and do a search online. Say if you have a, a brownie recipe and you want to substitute, you know, some sorghum, just do a search and just say, how do I substitute, you know, sorghum flour in this recipe? And I bet you find it. Another easy way to use sorghum is to use it in a in as a grain in a bowl meal. So if you combine it with like a protein such as beans or tofu, greens, other veggies that complement those other ingredients, you can use it there as well. Mm-hmm. That's probably an easier way to kind of get it in there. Yeah, definitely. And then also uh, kind of similar... Sim- Similarly. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, was doing that. I was practicing that word the other day. Were you? You know why? Because I heard somebody stumble. Why do people stumble over that word particularly? I think because you want to say similarly, but it's not really, it's really similarly. Yeah. And when people say that, I just want to shake them. (laughs) But that's what you almost said. Yeah. I I get tongue tied over it all like the L's and M's together. Yeah. It's like when someone says nuclear, like, no. (laughs) (laughs) similar (laughs) all right so anyway back to sorghum uh similarly to the bowl type meal that you were talking about uh warm using sorghum in kind of like warm salads and and by warm salad i mean like like a couscous type salad or right you know something like that see that for sure right but in use it in place of the couscous um or in place of rice or things like that i think that would be really tasty too all right and lastly uh sorghum syrup can be used in place of honey or maple syrup i've never heard of well like i said i'm really not very familiar with (laughs) sorghum anyways but sorghum syrup wow yeah and i saw uh speaking of, of that i saw a little how-to on making sorghum butter. So mm. you just, you take like regular butter and you could, if you're vegan and don't use dairy butter, you could probably, I'm sure, do this with Earth Balance as well. But you just take that and whip it with uh, sorghum syrup. Whip and it, it good? Whip it good. Whip it real good. <laughs> <laughs> and we just showed our age, didn't we? Um, and There's some then, young kids out there going, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know that we have any young kids listening. To it. Well, no, we do. We, we have do. some, not like teenagers, but yeah. 20, 20 something yeah. whippersnappers, mm-hmm. young whippersnappers. <laughs> um, anyway, so, and yeah, some, uh, the recipe that, or the website that I saw that on said that it's really, really good. It gives it just a little sweetness. All right. I think that does it for our main topic today. Hopefully you have learned some about sorghum Mm -hmm. and you are so inspired to go out there and get you some sorghum syrup (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move into the recipe of the week i bet it has something to do with sorghum um yeah kind of what i want to know is did you find a quote on sorghum no i did you did i did oh and you are gonna love it you're gonna love it so all right all right and i was dying to tell you yesterday when i found it i was like no 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 don't I can see why you're saying that. Okay, but go ahead. Let's talk about the recipe. Okay, so now the recipe this week, uh, for anybody who's new to the podcast, we normally share, we try to share a recipe from uh, the Peas and Carrots 
Facebook group because people are always posting awesome recipes in there. But this time I wanted a little something that was actually sorghum related because it's so like unheard of. And I, I actually did. I did my due diligence and I looked through the um, the spreadsheet that um, our assistant Marigold keeps on everything that gets posted re- recipe wise in the peas and carrots, but I couldn't find a sorghum one. So I tried. But so this recipe is for uh, a sorghum bowl with black beans, amaranth, and avocado. And it's kind of, uh, when you look at the the ingredients, it has like Mexican seasoning. So like mm. cumin and mm-hmm. uh, chili powder and things like that. So it's kind of like a Mexican-y type uh, bowl. So pretty much the only thing you would eat in that bowl is the black beans. <laughs> yeah. And the sorghum. Yeah, the sorghum. Yeah. Everything else, No. <laughs> All right. I, this is an awesome quote, by the way. <laughs> you did a great I was pretty job. Proud of this. Okay. The quote this week comes from Eugene Porter in The Walking Dead. And uh, we are diehard fans of that, which starts tomorrow night. We're really, well, we're recording this Saturday, February 10th. No, 11th. 11th. 11th, I think. All right. Now, Eugene, if you're a, yep. if you're a Walking Dead fan, of course, you know, Eugene is the, the, mullet, the dude. mullet dude who's like super, super annoying. Okay. <laughs> that pretended to be smart. Right. Well, he kind of is smart. He, he's very yeah. smart, but yeah. Well, but he pretended to be something he wasn't, right. though, like smarter than he was. All right. right. So he said, now keep in mind, this is in uh, zombie apocalypse. zombie apocalypse. Yeah, okay. He said, I, I mapped out some of the agriculture supplies places in the area, even if they've been cleaned out my bet is that sorghum would be untouched now that there is a criminally underrated grain that could change the game of our food situation from scary to hunky dunky (laughs) (laughs) and i just thought that was so appropriate because you know we're talking about how it it didn't used to be it it, it's primarily in the past here at least been used for just agriculture i mean um livestock and so that was eugene's whole point is that it is a criminally criminally underrated grain <laughs> that's absolutely it's hunky dunky hunky so, dunky anyway and there's a new uh, term for us to use hunky yep. dunky all right we do have a product to talk about that you're super excited no, about i i mean if i could be in love with like an actual physical <laughs> product this would be like it right now um we're not affiliates for this this is not something and you you currently cannot buy this on amazon it's just through their website but so this is just sheerly because I love this and fangirl stuff. Fangirl. Yes. And if you have cats, you need this. Uh, This is a litter box. It's called loop and it's L U U U P. And uh, it's uh, just uh, loop.com. We'll put the link in the show notes, but this thing is like awesome. It's no bags. So there's no like bags to change and no scooping. There's no scooping. Okay, you don't scoop this thing. And it's not one of those automatic things that does it for you, okay? But what it is is three trays that stack and they are sifters. And so, but they stack together at different... um not different ang- like not, not angles, angle but, but uh, they don't line... The, yeah. the sifting thing doesn't line up. Right. And it sounds so simple, but it's just... It's awesome. So when you go, you stack the three together, then you fill it with litter and it has this pretty little like aqua colored um, 
uh, top. And then when you go to empty it, no scoops, nothing. You just pick up the top tray and you just like tilt it, you know, until the litter falls through and the clumps stay in the, the empty top tray. You dump that in a bag and then you rotate that tray 180 degrees. Okay. And then you just pick up the other two trays and set it in that tray. It's one of those things where when you look at it, you think, how come I didn't think of that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, when also when you look at it, if you just see it without actually using it, you're thinking there's no way I'm going to pay 49 bucks for that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But we pay, we pay, we bought three of them and totally, totally worth the cost because we have three cats. So, you know, technically you should have one litter box per cat. Uh, they have a special on right now on their website. If you buy two, you get one free. So we actually got uh, three of them, but for a hundred bucks. Right. Well, anything that can make that, that's not a fun thing to do. <laughs> that so. was like one of my <laughs> most abhorred jobs. I hated doing that because it was just such a pain. Yeah. You know, so and with again, three of cats especially. Yeah. So again, that's loop.com, dot com. L-U-U-U. Oh, I missed a U. There's three L-U-U-U-P. U's. I, I think of it because there's three trays, so three U's. Yeah. The only thing that might want to consider is that name. That's yeah, good. I know. It's a... L-U-U-U-U-P. Yeah, I don't get the name, yeah. but okay. okay. But good box. Yes, excellent box. All right, let's... let's. Uh, what's the question? The question is, have you tried sorghum? What ways have you eaten it? Please share. We're, uh, I think that's, that's, uh, we'll probably find some good recipes this year, as you mentioned, cause this is kind of the trend, but, uh, yeah, if you've, if you have a favorite way to prepare this, please share it with us at, you can leave a comment on our face, uh, I'm sorry, you can leave a comment on our website at vegetarianzen.com forward slash 192, or you can go to Facebook. We have a public page that you can leave a comment there. Or you can go to our peas and carrots. What up, guys? Before we close out today, I want to make sure to give a special shout out to our Golden Apple Roundtable folks. Those are the folks that support us on a monthly basis and they give us a little bit of money to help us keep the lights on here at Vegetarians. And they're a big reason that we keep going because mm-hmm. uh, they help defray some of the cost of the podcast. And yes, it does cost money to do the podcast absolutely yeah. <laughs> all right so thanks guys what up golden apple roundtable all right thank you okay until next time peace out bye thanks for joining us today on vegetarian zen we've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet you can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. until next time wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind 